0: A bloke died last night, Uh, and that, in and of itself, is not news. Um, um, But not everyone is born equal. Um, And some of us, when we die, the world cries. (laughs) They won't even notice when I die. They'll just have to sort of ferry me out of this shed somehow. Drop a grenade in it and blow the thing up. (laughs) But um, this bloke was um, famous, so he mattered, and uh, and um, he was a satirist, a very famous satirist. And I had never heard of his. And even though I saw his name this morning on the BBC website news service. I've already forgotten his name because it was unusual. He had a strange name. Uh, I'm not going to remember strange names. Uh, you know, in this shed, uh, you know, we want blokes called Bob. <laughs> and, uh, and girls, like, uh, with names like Mary, you know. Uh, but, um... He's a famous satirist, and he got me thinking, you know, because I liked the cut of his jib, you know, the sound of him. Uh, Reason being, he seems to have been one of those people, and I like to be one of those people too, Um, although I do it with less talent. Um, He seems to have have been one of those blokes who, um, those satirists, who have a crack at absolutely everybody now he was a political satirist whatever his name was he was 94 and he was born in 1927 and i know this because he was 94 (laughs) i just worked it out um and uh he was a political satirist and um and uh and so, in having a crack at everybody, in America, because he's an American, that means having a crack at, well, there's only two types of people in America. Um, liberals, as they call them, you know, they have a different definition of the word liberal than we do, but, you know, liberals, uh, by which they mean sort of progressive, loony lefties, <laughs> um, and conservatives by which they mean kind of conservative loony righties okay now this guy this satirist he used to have a crack at all sides of the debate in America which is pretty much just those two there's three types of people in America there's what they call liberals uh, there are conservatives and there are some people who hate both those mobs but we don't hear much from them um, now because liberals and conservatives in America they're both, they're both liberal democrats um, so surely there's some people that don't like either of those sorts of people in America surely you know, there must be some commies in America who don't like democrats or republicans there must be greenies in America, surely, who don't like Democrats or, um, uh, what's the anthem mob, Republicans? Uh, there must be, um, oh, well, may you say that, well, you know, the Democrats are commies, uh, but that argument is foiled by the fact that they're not. <laughs> otherwise, perfect. You know, there was um, a Democrat who came out um, during the last election and he's rich, you know, And he's living the American dream and um, Donald Trump had been saying oh, those Democrats, they're all a bunch of commies, you know. And he said, you mean me? I'm the very essence of the American dream. <laughs> I'm not a commie, I love all my money. And it's all mine, you know. Most Democrats are like that too. Yeah, surely. Yeah, commies must be a completely different sort of mob over there. Surely, you know, because um, all the beautiful Democrats, all those Hollywood celebrities, they're rich. Oh, maybe they're corrupt commies. All right. Now, anyway, this satirist uh, used to um, have a crack at all sides of the debate. Now, I like that, uh, because I like to do that, Um, but I like to do it with less talent, and that's why I'm in a shed, and he's dead. (laughs) No, that's why um, he's famous, and I'm not, and um, I'd rather be healthy in my shed than him right now, but that's beside the point, because we're talking about him and not me so good on him. Anyway, now there's a dilemma in being a political satirist, and a proper one, and a professional one, and a good one, inasmuch as if you are a good satirist, you're going to have a go at everyone or if you're what? No, you could be be a Republican voting satirist who uh, confines all his satirical wit uh, to um, having a crack at Joe Biden, I suppose, and vice versa. So, all right. Um, what would we call that then? A satirist who has a cra- who's happy to have a crack at both sides. I like that sort of guy. Whatever you call whatever you'd call that guy, a virtuous satirist. I like virtuous satirists um, because um, they kind of keep the bastards honest. A little bit like Don Chip. Um, who was um, from the Australian Democrats and the the raison d'etre in my Aussie accent of the Australian Democrats was not to be anything like the um, American Democrats for God's sake the Australian Democrats their job was to um, keep the bastards honest and by that they meant the Liberals which is pretty much our conservative party and um, and the nationals, which is another one of our conservative parties, even more conservative, and the um, and labor now we' just got our lefties, but they're lefty and our labor is lefty in a very different way than uh, American Democrats are lefties. Yeah, And the reason, yeah, well, there's, a, there's a logic to that because, you know, like um, blue-collar workers in Australia tend to vote left, and as far as I can tell, although I follow US politics a lot less than I follow Australian politics, blue-collar workers, at least in the last few elections, um, seem to have been voting conservative? That's possible. Um, our lefties are kind of Labour left you know workers rights um so and whereas i think democrats are more into progressive leftism than and, and of course there you know everyone's a bit of everything um but you know for example if um a as the americans would report it a white cop shoots a black bloke um i think your average democrat if he's In America, is going to um, be in favour of sacking that cop as fast as possible, as fast as possible. Uh, Whereas the uh, lefty in Australia will, you know, because lefties in Australia, the labour sort of lefties, they're going to say that worker has rights. Who's the worker? The cop. You know, so. Ah, uh, you can't just sack him, you know, you have to investigate it first, um, and, you know, obviously, you know, corruption can creep into the investigation, or it can come in like a tsunami too, but the point is, in principle, the cop has rights. and So did the black guy, but it's, you know, um, um, he can't go to court anymore, uh, you know where I'm getting at, though, you know? Um, so, who was I talking about? Oh, that satirist who died. The bloke who died who mattered. Because he didn't live in a shed. And, um, it's a bit tricky, I reckon, being a satirist, being a satirist myself. Um, but one without talent. You know, I'm very dedicated to being a satirist without talent. Yeah. I put a lot of work into that. Um, but um, it's tricky being a satirist and a comedic satirist too, uh, because, um, because so many people have opinions and care so much about one side of a debate or another. Um, if you have a crack... One side of the political debate. Now, this is a captain obvious comment about to come. You already know what it is. Um, or if you if you have look, if you're in a room full of Donald Trump lovers and you crack a joke about uh, Donald Trump, they're going to say, mm. you know, they they're, they're going to think you're making a point when you're not. You know, you're just having a crack. You saw a gag there, and you know, it, it came at you uh, like a googly. And you hit it for six, that's all. Yeah. Um, and then you might be in a room full of loony lefties. And you have a crack at Joe Biden, you know. Or, you know, you make us. you know, you say, what a funny guy Donald Trump is. He's very funny, you know, and you, you might take him off, you know. Um... Uh, You know, even, you know, something like one of the worst things he did, you know, I think he, that disabled guy when he sort of, uh, you know, and pretended to be disabled when he was talking about this guy. um, He probably had cerebral palsy, cerebral palsy, cerebral palsy, um, or something, I don't know what he had. um, But the point is, um, if you did that, people would say, that's not funny. But if you did it just right, it would be. Uh, but in that tough crowd, it's not funny. Yeah. But it is. You know? And and um, the proof in the pudding that these things can be funny, even if they're not, is that this guy who died last night got a write-up on BBC News. And he had a crack at everybody. Um... I read that he had a crack at even JFK, yeah, after JFK got shot, I think he was having a crack at what everyone was saying, you know, because maybe people went overboard, I can't remember, I was born in the same year that JFK died, Uh, but I think, um, yeah, look, that's what I read anyway, that he was having a crack at the kind of irrational way that everyone was responding to the assassination and probably the conspiracy theories and all that sort of stuff, so he's having a crack at that Um, he he reminds me I can only imagine he's a sort of bloke who, if he hadn't died last night and he was looking at um, the COVID situation at the moment, look you know, he might have a crack at anti-vaxxers and have a crack at vaxxers as well um and is that wrong? Yeah? Well, if you're on one side of the debate, yes it is wrong. Um so should we you know, like if you're an anti vaxxer anti vaxxer, are they the good guys or the bad guys? They're the bad guys, yeah. <laughs> but you know, there's a public health issue to you know, in attacking um our vaxxers. Sorry, anti gay Well, did I get that around the wrong way? It doesn't really matter. You know what I'm talking about. So, uh, do so. these people who are happy to have a crack at it, people on all sides of the debate, should they be got rid of? Well, yes. Because uh, God said so, because he just got rid of this guy. But no, they shouldn't be. We need, probably, the bulk of people to be in on the debate and getting quite grumpy on Twitter and all that sort of stuff. But we need a few people off to the side keeping the bastards honest. So, you know, you could have a vaxxers attacking anti-vaxxers on Twitter. Um, Now, what Twitter actually needs, I've got to go, you know what I'm talking about. You're not Twitter, someone's coming. I've got to go, what Twitter needs is someone in the middle. Just a second. I'll be one second. We need one person in the middle keeping the bastards upon us that's my son um yeah you, know, you can imagine someone on twitter someone who had a role of criticizing the arguing techniques of the vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers pulling each side up you know pulling them up when they when they um, go too far you know you can imagine that i don't think there's anyone who's got that role on twitter but you could do with a few people like that you know um saying hey you you yelling at that guy, you, the anti vaxxer yelling at that guy, um what you just said there, you know there's no evidence for that, and you, the vaxer, arguing you know yelling at that guy over there, what you just said, there's no evidence for that either, so you're both naughty <laughs> you need you need someone like that in twitter land um and but the trouble is, I don't think you can have such a person in Twitter land uh, because both those guys will attack this guy. Yeah, so we're not on Twitter. <laughs> but in um, more sensible political spheres, like American politics, <laughs> you had this guy sitting in the middle, by the sound of it, having a crack at both guys, keeping the bastards honest. And you also, a little bit like we used to have Don Chip with the Australian Democrats, keeping the bastards honest, and he used to um, have a crack at the Liberals, and he used to have a crack at Labor, uh, because his objective was to keep the bastards honest. Now, when he was having a crack at the Libs, the Liberals, which is our sort of conservative side of politics, um, yeah. He wasn't being a fascist. He was keeping the bastards honest. And uh, when he was having a crack at Labour, he wasn't being anti workers' rights. He was just keeping those bastards honest too. And possibly we need all sorts in this world. You know, we need uh, political people, we need activists, we need Gina Reinharts and Kerry Packers, you know, captains of industry, billionaire types. Who else is going to run mining in Australia except a multi-billionaire? You know, you wouldn't want the government running mining in Australia. They'd be hopelessly inefficient, surely. You know, you need a couple of billionaires, possibly, you know, arguably. Um, um, otherwise, you know, if it was public, if the public service ran it, they'd um, it'd be hopelessly inefficient, and we'd all be poor. So you get a billionaire. You need all sorts in this world you know um, you need some people for example I was chatting to my cousin about this um, as Gary Packer said you need some people setting the rules you know people in government you need politicians if you're going to sack them all, what are you going to get in return you know in, in, in their place more who are probably going to be worse so stick with what you've got probably um, but anyway you need all sorts in the world you know you need governments um, setting the rules And then you need kind of ambitious money-making kind of people um uh, presumably you know um making as much money as they can within those rules that the people in the government uh, created um and you need and you always need people keeping all the bastards honest probably that includes people like satirists and activists and yeah, all sorts of people, you know, keeping the, making sure the government is um, being uh, virtuous and noble and or- honourable as they make the rules. Because some of them are rich too, and they're in both camps, which is a bit annoying. Um, and you need um, some bastards uh, keeping those guys honest too. You know, the, the people making a lot of money, the billionaires. You know, you know, you probably need to keep their taxes low, actually, you know those guys over there, because if you're not going to keep their taxes low you might as well give it to the government anyway um, um, oh, the reason for that is um, you know, arguably is you know someone like Gina Reinhardt um, you can't tax the crap out of her because she might um, well, she might um, not be able to um, uh, do as much mining you know, business might, um, she might uh, she might not be able to employ as many people in, in the final analysis. And, you know, you could tax her a billion dollars, but lose two billion dollars in taxes because she's employing less people. And all those people pay tax, you know, that sort of thing. And um, you sell them the stuff that she mines anyway. <sighs> Economics, it's very complicated, you know. Um, I think the good thing about economics is we can all argue about that till the cows come home, but none of us understand it. (laughs) So the argument, you know, the beat goes on. The argument can keep going on forever and ever. um, Because because so few of us uh, understand economics, we can just say bullshit, 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 bullshit to each other. You're wrong, you're wrong, when none of us actually know anything, really, about economics, you know, most of us anyway. Anyway, look, I don't know what this episode's been about, but it's probably been about... We need all sorts, you know? We need people in the debates, but we need a few people standing back, keeping the bastards honest, is what I think. And um, you know, even on very sensitive matters like racism, the environment and all that sort of stuff, still, even on something as you know politically hot as Black Lives Matter and everything, you still need some satirists sitting back having a crack at the pro-BLM people, BLM means Black Lives Matter, the pro-BLM people, some, some people sitting back and having a genuine really red-hot crack. At the pro-BLM people. Yeah. And um, some people having a real red-hot crack at the other mob. You know, the anti-BLM fascists, racists. You know, I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and even on the environment, you know, like if um, the Greenies... You need someone sitting back having a crack at those guys. Having a really good, you know, cracking jokes about some of their claims. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't want everybody doing that. But you need just a few, a select few, sitting back, having a satirical swipe at Greenies. Even though the cause of the Greenies is probably a wonderful cause. You know, like I I think the planet's in a lot of trouble. So I support anybody who... Um, He's going to do, you know, be an activist uh, um, against climate change and all that sort of stuff. Um, However, if they go too far and say something stupid, I'll have a crack at them. And it's not because I'm an enemy of the Greenies. Same goes for the other side, you know, uh, people who might want to, you know, keep um, jobs going in Australia and all that sort of thing. Um, All that sort of thing. Um, And, you know not agree to too much in, what have we got next? The Glasgow Accord. Uh, yeah, that's what Scott Morrison's going over there to do now is, uh, is to go over to Glasgow and promise next to nothing. Australia will be a complete embarrassment, everyone's saying, because um, we're not doing anything on climate change. But I, I think people always say, oh, Australia is an embarrassment on the world stage. But as I look up and down the street, it doesn't seem to affect people. They still go out and have coffees, Yeah, El Fresco have nice lattes and they're all smiling and cheerful and all that. They don't seem that affected. You know, so, yeah, anyway. Um, But the point is, I I think, um, yeah, Maya Briggs style, it's not bad to have a few people sitting off, um, keeping the bastards honest and having a crack. That absolutely everybody, where those people step out of line in the claims they make. So even if someone's cause is wonderful, you need someone sitting back, having a crack at that person, if they make some claim that's got no basis in evidence or anything like that, even if their cause is good. You know? You know, the, the obvious one that I keep thinking of is George Floyd, you know. Okay. Um, you need, you know, if someone, black lives matter, black lives matter, and all that sort of stuff, and George Floyd was, you know, it was all planned and he was murdered. Um, you'd say, uh, I'm going to, um oh, look, that's probably a bad example, but you know what I mean. Everyone deserves to be held accountable, including the satirists themselves. This guy who died last night, he actually got held accountable too, because he probably went too far. When he was cracking jokes after JFK's funeral, they said, um, when after JFK got assassinated, he was cracking jokes um, about the way everyone was responding to JFK's death. You know, he was saying, you're all a pack of lunatics the way you're responding to this, you know. And uh, that wasn't very politically a good thing to do at the time um, in America. Uh, but then, um, so he, he was cast out into the wilderness, in the wilderness uh, for being insensitive, I think it was. Um, but then Watergate came along. I read about that. I don't even know this guy, you know, but I read about him. And Watergate came along and he started having a crack at, at Nixon. And um, he was back in vogue again. Uh, But that's not because he um, got kicked out of Vogue um, for going against a Republican, and then got came back in the fold because he um, had to go at a Republican, you know JFK and um, Nixon, because he did continue to have a crack at JFK even afterwards. I read about that, and um, quite clearly, you know, he would have a crack at Clinton just as quickly as he would have a crack at um george w bush um and he would have a crack at joe biden just as surely and easily as he would have a crack at donald trump no doubt about it and is that wrong to criticize donald trump well in some circles yes Um, but you don't go out with those sorts of people for dinner because they're boring Ticks in the mud if you're a satirist. Um, and same goes for all those Joe Biden supporters, you know, who won't hear a bad thing uh, against uh, Joe Biden or a good thing said about Donald Trump. Yeah. For example, Donald Trump's quite funny, I find. If you just take away the morality of some of the that sits behind some of the jokes, his jokes tend to be funny. He's actually a very good communicator. He's quite funny. No, he's not funny. Now, when people say he's not funny, he actually is. You know, but in a way you don't like. But he's still technically funny. You know, if you list what, you know, what constitutes funniness. He does tick some of those boxes. He is funny. No, he's not funny. Because he has a go at disabled people, you know? Stuff like that, LGBT people and stuff. So he's not funny. Well, he is. He's bad and funny, you know, arguably. You need someone sitting back saying stuff like that. You know? But I would never sit back and say stuff like that because I could lose my job. Even though I'm sitting in a shed, someone could come across this and say, oh, he said it's funny to have a go at disabled people. That's a bad person, but not necessarily. I could be like that guy who died last night a little bit. Except without the talent. You know? Keeping the past. You need those people.